0: Hi, it's Michelle. Thank you for joining me for this segment of the Holy Spirit You channel podcast. One of the things that is important for us to remember, and I think in the body of Christ we have gotten so far away from this, as divided and as rebellious as we tend to be, we have gotten so far away from the cross. Now, granted, as as of the day of Pentecost, we are to be walking in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. But we, didn't, we aren't here to live our lives. We are here to live his life. The exchange on the cross happened for a specific reason and a specific purpose. And that is because we were dead in sin. And even now, until we receive the life of Christ by the power of Holy Spirit, we are dead in sin. So there is no such thing anymore, at least for those of us that have professed the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and are humbling ourselves before him and are repentant before him and are being led of the Spirit, we have to continue to walk as he walked. There is no such thing as my life anymore. It doesn't mean that the flesh isn't going to try to rise up and do its thing. The spirit of the flesh or the spirit that's in us is always at enmity or at odds or the enemy of God. What we don't recognize and what we don't acknowledge and therefore repent of is the fact of a, that a lot of what we say is God in us is really that unrepentant, rebellious flesh rising up against God, when in fact the whole notion and the whole event around the cross The whole notion and um, actuality of substitution and atonement is that I am exchanging the deadness of sin that he took to the cross for the life that he gives me in his name, in the name of Jesus, by the blood he shed on the cross and by the power of Holy Spirit we have forgotten that because we are still trying to live the lives we want to live even if we are seeking daily asking right seeking ye shall find even if we have the quote-unquote best intentions with regard to our savior and lord we fall into this trap occasionally i have to check myself on it okay is this me is this, is this me masquerading, right? Even, even Satan can appear as an angel of light. So is this me masquerading as something God wants, or is this truly you, Lord, moving through me by your Spirit? Not only is it okay for us to ask those questions, it is essential that we ask those questions if we truly want to be transformed into the likeness of Christ by his Spirit. The cross isn't just he went and died for me. The cross is if I accept Jesus, I have to give up my life for his. There is an exchange, not merely a substitution. He substituted for me, or he he was my substitution on the cross. Now, because he did that, when I accept him, that life no longer exists. It's now me allowing him to live through me. That's the exchange. That's what Holy Spirit came to effectuate and to finalize. Any life that I thought I might have lived for myself, it doesn't mean that that was entirely invalid because a lot of the gifts, the talents, and the the abilities, the capabilities, The intellect, all of those things we are created with, the difference is how we use those, which spirit we operate by that actually gives that fuel. So some of the desires we have are valid desires, but the Lord doesn't take back the gift. The gift is the gift is the gift. The question is how we're using it. What is motivating it? Is it by the spirit of God? Is it the Lord using the gift by his spirit? It says he gave gifts he gave us gifts that as he wills, severally as he wills. That means it wasn't for us. It was it wasn't for me to use, it's not for you to use, it's for the Lord to use by his spirit. It's what he put in us for the purposes for which he created us. We tend to take those things and because we have them, just like everything else we have whether it's money or time or breath or life, gifts, talents, abilities. And we say, this is my plan for my life, and that is anti-Christ. Because Christ says, you need to understand the totality of what, what happened on the cross and what happens when you receive me. He was my substitute. He was your substitute if you have accepted him and received him. The whole notion is that we have exchanged lives. He put mine on the cross. But now my reasonable service, meaning the least I can do, is to present this vessel, this temple, this body, a living sacrifice. That's why he says that. A living sacrifice. And I've talked about this before, but I'll say it here again. In the Old Testament, the the children of Israel brought their sacrifices in atonement for their sins to the priest. The priest was responsible for for preparing the sacrifice according to the specific rules and laws that were given um, to Moses by God for preparation of sacrifices. In the New Testament, we are kings and priests, which means we are the sacrifices living, meaning I don't get to live my life the way I want to. It's no longer mine. And I'm responsible, not only am I the sacrifice, but I'm also the priest. I'm responsible for keeping me on the altar to let the unruly, unholy, abominable flesh on the altar, which creates the sweet smelling savor to the Lord. The thing that is always at enmity with Him, the spirit of flesh in us, the ungodliness in us, when we allow that, when we subdue it through obedience, that creates the sweet smelling savor. For those of you don't, that don't understand that I'm speaking spiritually, no, we don't literally put ourselves on an altar of flame. So don't get that twisted. This is all spiritual. There was, in the Old Testament, it was demonstrated to us through the use of animals. In the New Testament, it's demonstrated, the sacrifice is demonstrated to us through Christ's crucifixion, one for all. One for all. But he says you don't get to receive me you don't get to accept and receive what i did for you on the cross without giving up something without giving up everything in some cases you don't get to call the shots what you get to do is humble yourself and allow me to live through you otherwise you'd still be dead in sin and if there's nothing else that the church learns because the church is me the church is you the church can be us collectively but we're not unified enough to be the church not only that revelation says there are seven churches all of them have an angel and all of them have a spirit so which church are you being a member of the body of christ has nothing to do with going to church we should forsake not the assembling of ourselves together but that assembling has to do with like-mindedness the ecclesia the gathering of people who are like-minded. So we shouldn't forsake that. But that is not the priority. The priority is us humbling ourselves before a holy God who covenanted with us by himself. When he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself to say, you're you're dead in sin. I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to nail that sin to the cross. But in exchange for that, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit, and I need to live through you. I decrease, that he would increase. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. We love to quote the scripture. We love to quote it, especially to other people. But here's the thing, the Bible was written to you. The Bible was written to me. He's not asking us to quote it. He's asking us to live it. so we don't get to fake out the Lord on how we live our lives. He knows what he gave us. He knows how he created us. He knows what it means. He knows if we are truly saved or if we are just playing. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. And we need to get back to understanding that we don't get a free pass. Salvation is free in the sense that we didn't have to pay the full price that we should have paid but it doesn't mean we don't have to pay anything the greatest challenge that we have for those of us that do believe because if you don't if you don't truly believe what i'm saying then you don't believe christ and you need to be honest about that and you just need to find something else to do but if you truly believe him and or want to believe him, this is what it costs you. It costs you giving up what you think about yourself. It costs you giving up what you think about other people. Because he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. If you love me, you'll do what I say. And the only way we can do that is is through humility. By casting down our golden crowns, kings, that's the king piece, The things we think we know and are here to do, and even in fact, in many cases, we are to do, but it's not by our, not by the spirit of flesh, not by the spirit of ungodliness, not by the Antichrist spirit in us, which is in direct opposition to God. But it's by sacrificing ourselves before the Lord and humbling ourselves and saying, I cast down my golden crown. I bow my kingship to to the King of Kings. Any perception of kingship or lordship that I have, whatever I would have that, I I cast that down before the King of Kings in recognizing the Lord of Lords, the Savior of Saviors. I don't get to keep what I want to do and receive Christ. I give my life for him because he gave his life for me. That's, that's – we've got to go back to the cross. We, are, we should be walking in resurrection power, but as Paul said, you should be eating solid food, but I still have to feed you milk. That's where we are. We're still drinking milk in many cases when we should be walking in the fullness of the power of Holy Spirit, manifesting and allowing him to manifest through us his life with signs, wonders, and miracles following but because we don't like certain things about humility and following authority, doing what he tells us to do. We don't even listen to the Lord. How do we expect to be able to listen to each other or to any leaders? It doesn't matter what we think about the leaders. The people that have the most trouble with authority in the world are the people in the church, the ones that say that God is God and, lord is, and he's the king of kings and lord of lords. We don't even listen to him. But we don't have that option. We think we do, but God is the judge in and through Christ, and he knows who you are. He knows who I am. He knew you before you got here, the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end. He knows how you think. He knows whether you're telling the truth or whether you lie. He knows what your intentions are, even if you make mistakes. I can have a good intention, but still not have good execution. But when I make that mistake, I want to go to the Lord and I want to learn the lesson. So the next time, the execution is what he intended, not what I intended. Go back to the cross. And if you say you believe that cross, you don't get to keep your life. You have to nail it. I crucify the flesh with all of its affections, propensities, and lusts because I don't get to keep my life. I take what Christ did on the cross, and I remind the flesh that it's dead because that's what happened when Christ went to the cross. He took my life. He took the sin that so easily besets me and you, and he nailed it. And he said, okay, now this is an exchange. You don't have a life worth living without me. So I'm going to send my Holy Spirit so that I can live through you. I was one, but now I can be many. How is that? Because you're going to receive Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is in full agreement with me. Holy Spirit is in full agreement with the Father and in full agreement with the Son, the same Spirit. Three different functions, three different manifestations, but the same. The Father in creation. The Son in manifestation. And demonstration. Holy Spirit in transformation. Who is he transforming? Those of us that understand the exchange. He gave his life for me. Now I give my life for him. And if, Christ, if you have, keep Christ, the name of Christ, in your mouth, in your heart in any way, then understand that you don't get to keep doing you. He gave his life for you. So you have to give your life for him. That's the exchange. That's the humility that he's talking about. Go back to the cross, because without the cross, we cannot walk in the resurrection power of the Lord. He is to be living and walking through us, not trying to push his way in, which he will not do. And if we don't receive him, then let us all be clear. Then what that means is we bear the weight of our own sin. Read Hebrews 10. If, after everything he's done, we continue to willfully, rebelliously sin, he says there's no more offering to give. He died for us. That he, that we could live. Now we are to die. Living sacrifices. We are still walking. We're still living but giving up our own things, our own perceptions, so that he can, by his Spirit, live through us. And we have to receive the infilling of the Spirit for that to happen. You don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. Our job is to, if we love him, to obey him. It's his life. Let's let him live it. My name is Michelle. Thank you for joining me for this segment of the Holy Spirit You Channel podcast. We need to repent. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.